you know, answers to some of our trickiest problems can show up in some unique places. In fact, Katie Trent has discovered plenty of them in the kitchen. This author, speaker, and mom of two has experienced that one of the places to learn life lessons is when doing a project with a child, like baking a cake. Katie's newest book is called Recipes for a Sweet Child, Creative Bible-Based Activities to Help Your Family Thrive. Katie, welcome back to The Morning Conversation. Thanks so much for having me. We talked to you around a year and a half ago about uh, your uh, book, Dishing Up Devotions, which was awesome, fun conversation, great book. So now you've written a second book that combines Bible verses, recipes around a theme that is reinforced with a family activity, which is cool. I love the way that you put all these things together. But let's kind of begin with the end in mind here. What is the kind of overarching truth that you want children and families to come away with from the book? I want everyone to know that the Bible has a solution for every problem we face, and I want to make that easy for parents to do. Hmm. Well, that's cool. And I love where the book goes, Katie, because you know I've thought a number of times uh, just thinking about adults, now adults, and whether it's young adults or older adults, like, and they have these things that they are grappling with as adults that really showed up when they were kids. Those things were developed, but they were they were hitting things in life and they didn't have someone there helping them process through them well. So they didn't process through them well. And that got carried into adulthood. And so I love what you're doing here with this book. Absolutely. And that's really why the book is designed with the devotion for the parents to begin with, Mm -hmm. because you're right. So many of us don't know how to tackle those big emotions and relational issues and behavioral struggles. So how can we help our kids? So the devotion is specifically for the parent to equip and encourage you to help your kids. And then it gives you the tools you need to guide your kids through overcoming the problem together. Okay. In uh, both your books, you orient around baking together, which is super fun. What is it about spending time in the kitchen that together? That, that you find goes so well with teaching your children principles from God's Word? Well, I think from the beginning of time, our kids are so fascinated with what we're doing in the kitchen. So when we combine something delicious mm-hmm. like a treat, we've got them in the kitchen. We have their full attention. They want to know how to do it. They're excited to see what's going to come. And because of that, we can take advantage of the conversation. And it feels less intimidating, right? Because we're just having a conversation and we're doing something. And so we can really dive deeper without them really thinking about the fact that we're sitting face to face and having a mm. hard conversation. They're doing something fun. Mm. Fun, delicious, like, and learning a practical skill, right? For as they get older, my son's, he actually is a pretty good cook and uh, that's blessed his family. So it's fun. I love that. Yeah. And I can't, I honestly, I'm a terrible cook. So my husband does the cooking in our house. I can only do baking. I say baking is a science and cooking is an art. And I do not have that artistic skill for cooking. So Katie, in this book, you orient around a uh, common issues that uh, come up in a child's life like we talked about earlier. And each chapter has six short sections. So tell us briefly about uh, kind of each of those sections and why you included each one. And so, of course, we start everything with the scripture because we know that's got to be the foundation for anything we do in our life. Mm-hmm. And then we've got that devotion for parents. And I combine like my counseling skills and the things I've learned along the way, working with families, things that have happened in my own life, personal stories to help you know that you're not alone. So that's in the devotion. And then a prayer for 
parents because mm. sometimes we're so overwhelmed, we don't even know what to pray or how to pray. And so this is a, a starting point for you. It can be the whole prayer or it can lead you into a deeper prayer time for yourself. And then we've got a simple lesson and then a discussion guide because we've got to cultivate the conversation so that we can have an ongoing conversation as we move forward. And then we have a fun family activity because if we're not having fun together, we're not making a beautiful memory. And that just helps the lesson to stick because they remember the fun you had together. Our discipleship is only as effective as our relationship. So the stronger your relationship is with your kids, the Mm. more effective your discipleship is going to be. So this helps to just strengthen that relationship as well. And then we've got that baking recipe with what I call a baking buddy, which is a little script to kind of tie in what you're cooking with the biblical principle that you want to teach. Most of them include some sort of scripture and tie in the name of the recipe and what you're doing together to what you're trying to teach them. Okay. You need to restate that uh, relationship and discipleship principle. That's powerful. Your discipleship is only as effective as your relationship. So the stronger your relationship with your kids is, the more effective your discipleship will be. Amen. Okay, parents, did you hear that one? (laughs) That is huge. One of the things I love about this book, it's not complex. It's not like overwhelming. It doesn't have these long, like it's quick. It's to the point, but it's jumping off points. Like it's starters. Says parents, like we struggle with, how do I start this conversation? How do I get into it? How do I make it meaningful? Well, you do, you help us with all the startings and the guiding it towards making it meaningful. But, you know, while the pieces don't take very long, as far as the way you communicated them, they open up an opportunity for pretty extensive conversations and interactions with our kids. Exactly. And the Holy Spirit gets to do his job in your family. And that's where the magic happens. That's where lives are transformed. So, Katie, we're, we were just talking about how the six short sections in each chapter help address an issue. So the first chapter is about an emotional challenge that we all face, anger. <laughs> so if you've got kids, you've probably seeing anger come out of them, as well as yourself, probably at times. But walk us through uh, how you address anger through the sections in that chapter. Yeah. So again, we just start out with the scripture and we start out with the devotion. I kind of talk about my own experience because anger is something that I've struggled a lot with Mm. personally. It's something I struggled a lot with and saw my kids struggling with. I utilize this a lot in my counseling as well. And so I talk about how anger is a secondary emotion. We want to help our kids understand that it's actually masking something deeper. And so anger, each time we're angry, it's usually something different. Maybe I felt disappointed. So I lashed out in anger or maybe I felt jealous. And so I lashed out anger. So I teach you how to help your kids identify what they're really feeling. And we have a very robust feelings list in our appendix at the back of the book, too, Mm -hmm. so that you can teach your kids to find better words to describe what they're going through and help them. So if they're super young, maybe they don't have the words, you can give them those words. Oh, so you're feeling jealous. Okay, that's what you're feeling. And so we do that and have a fun little anger mask activity that they get to do. And then we talk about anger as lava because everybody's fascinated with volcanoes and lava. Right. And so it's a great visual to say, you know, when we let our anger build, it builds and builds and builds until it bubbles over. But when we let it bubble over like that in an explosion, it hurts other people, just like lava hurts those that are in the vicinity of it. Mm. And so that's a very simple thing for our kids to learn. And they have the don't blow it lava cakes, which I have in two forms because we have a mug cake you can do quick in the microwave super fast. Or we have one where you can actually make them in ramekins and do it a little bit longer one. But and then we do the floor is lava. So we get together and again, just all of those things combined so that they'll always remember what happens when we 
let our anger bubble over and hurt people. And we have that little baking buddy conversation starter to tie it into the recipe as well. So that's kind of what it looks like. I wish we had this when we were raising our kids. Emotions are such a powerful thing in our lives, of course. But uh, whoever whoever goes there with you, like whoever helps you process those and uh, know where they come from and how to think about them. And I mean, so often we feel victimized by our, we feel a victim of our emotions, really. Like we feel like we can't control them. But man, I love where you go with that. So Katie, the third section is relational challenges. And one of those that can be a challenge for us as adults, as well as our kids, is the whole following of the crowd, right? And uh, so, you know, it's hard to be the one who's different. I, I think about conversations I've had recently with a young lady who's in college, and she just grapples with that because she loves Jesus and she wants to live differently sort of like, you know, but she doesn't want to be too, too different because it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just hard to stick out in the crowd, especially when the crowd's not affirming your choices and the way that you're seeking to live. So what are some of the ways that you found that can help equip kids to just simply not follow the crowd? I think the first part of that is normalizing it and letting them know ahead of time that they're going to struggle, that they're going to stand out because they were created to be set apart. They were created Mm -hmm. to be that light. And so when we can, from the beginning, let them know this is who you are and this is how God designed you and these are his promises to you, that helps with that struggling because we all struggle with it. It's not fun to be the only one in your neighborhood, in your workplace, in your college, in your class that doesn't do the things the world is doing. And so when you can know that you're not alone, that it's something that we are all walking through, anybody who is a follower of Christ is going to experience, it helps them know that there's not anything wrong with them. Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes the lie comes in that, oh, there must be something wrong with me and I'm being rejected. And you'll notice the end of that book. I mean, we talk about rejection. We talk about following the crowd. We talk about prayer pressure. and We talk about it in a lot of different ways because it's a major issue. And so there's lots of tools to help our kids know that it's okay and that there's a purpose for it. And when they embrace the differences that they have, that's where they're going to change the world. And that's what empowers them to walk through that struggle. So Katie, you you cover 36 areas that uh, can be challenging for children. And just looking through the table of contents, I can just imagine parents like wanting to kind of grind through them, get through them because they're so excited about them all. But uh, on the other hand, I go, man, don't probably go too fast. How would you recommend the usage of the book to make it the most meaningful for our kids and as we are seeking to invest in them? Well, it's 36 because a typical school year is 36 weeks. So it's really designed that you can kind of go through one a week if you want, or you can go through it based on whatever you're struggling with. So if your kid is already dealing with, you know, bullying, you just open to that chapter. So it's something that you'll carry through their lifetime. And I've already used it with my kids. And now they're saying, Mom, now that the book is out, can we go back through all of them just start to finish? Yeah, You know, so you can also do it as a preventative measure with your kids. And you know your kids. So if they're younger or older, you might decide, hey, we really need to hang out in this anger part. And we're going to just focus on anger for the whole month. Or you might say, okay, we're just moving through it and providing a foundation. So it's very flexible and versatile in how you want to use it. I definitely wouldn't try and do more than one a week because the activities and the baking recipes, they're not meant to do in one single sitting. You know, you can't have a conversation and cook and do the activity and all that. Well, you could, but it would take you a little while and you'd probably be tired. (laughs) You know, 
know, you could be tempted to skip part of it. But again, the reinforcement of each part of each section is to me so powerful that again, once again, by the time you get to the end, your child's got it, right? They pretty much got the point of what you're talking about. And I love the thought of going back through it numerous times as well, right? So maybe it's going to be, you know, if you're going to do this thing two, three years uh, as you're kind of walking your kids through uh, those early stages, I think that's awesome. Exactly. And when the fun thing about that is your kids grow, right? So it's fun to Mm -hmm. see how the conversations evolve and how their understanding of the issue grows as they mature. So that is probably one of the most exciting parts about it. So Katie, what what advice in the recipes for a sweet child do you think parents might find the most surprising? I think it's probably that you don't have to have an answer for everything, especially like big theological questions or things that they're wrestling with. And then we feel like insecure about that. But if we will just sit with our kids and the problem and say, you know what, I'm here for you and I understand that wrestling and I'll wrestle with you, that is so much more effective than just trying to give them an answer for everything. We usually learn more actually when we have to wrestle with something for a while and figure Mm -hmm. things out and go to God and walk through that process. So just knowing that you don't have to have it all figured out. Yeah, it's interesting too. I think as you were sharing that, I just can picture a parent hitting something with a child that they don't have an answer right off the cuff. First of all, the kid's going to really respect them. Back to the whole normalization word, right? You're going to normalize that. You don't always know all the answers up front, but you can kind of think about it, process it, pray about it, maybe research it a little bit and uh, come back and interact with that conversation with their child again. So you're demonstrating with them how to kind of process through a question, right? Exactly. Well, and I think too, as you're going through the book, what your kids are going to see is that you're struggling with these things too. They might be at varying degrees, Mm -hmm. but nobody just gets rid of anger and never struggles with anger again. You know, nobody just never worries about rejection again. And so when they see, oh, like even my parents are struggling, there's not something wrong with me. This is a human problem and we're going to wrestle with these things until the end of time. That really takes a lot of the pressure off them of thinking there's some, they're failing in some way. It really builds that family bond and takes the pressure off key recipes to steal from the analogy of the book or ingredients in a recipe for emotional and relational connection is vulnerability. You're diving into these topics in a very productive, truth-based way. But in the midst of that, you can share your journey and current journey and struggle in a very authentic and transparent way that's going to really deepen your relationship with your kids. Exactly. And I would say as far as like, because that's a hard question, like how vulnerable is appropriate, how transparent is appropriate with my kids. And I would say if it's something your kids have seen, right? They just saw you Mm -hmm. yell at them. Obviously, that's a great starting point to talk about. Obviously, I, you know, I need to work on my anger. So you're not going to dive deep into like your marital issues or, you know, things that you're, that aren't meant for your kids, but anything that they see you struggling through is a great place to start. And then to be able to think of something where maybe you have overcome it or you've made great progress, it shows them the hope of, okay, you know, my mom has struggled with this, but now she's doing this so I can be there too. So Mm -hmm. you never want to say like, oh, yeah, like I am out there, like I cannot solve this problem and we're both in big trouble. You want to be able to be like one step further ahead of them and whatever it is that you're trying to lead them on. I'm always curious with with authors, right, is they kind of process through kind of writing, which is kind of journaling also. I'm always curious on what the process did in their own heart. So as you kind of navigated this and obviously you were pulling from your life and things that got it already done, I would guess there's some things that got deepened and maybe new insights that you gained. Absolutely. You know, it's funny because I feel like people don't realize that God gives us these books, not because we're experts, but because we need them, Mm -hmm. you know? And so for me, like 
my kids have gone through a lot. And as I was writing the book, I planned initially to put out like, oh, I'll use other people's stories for Mm -hmm. these struggles. But of course, like I had a story for (laughs) everything from my own kids. Mm -hmm. And so just realizing that like, I'm not there yet. You know, there's so much more that I want to do and I want to be a better parent. So I'm excited to go back through the book and actually do it in this way that I see how that transforms our lives because I get busy and I get, you know, just like everyone else, I struggle. And so I'm excited to just go back through these truths in this systematic way and see what happens a year from now in my kids' lives. Mm, That's exciting. So Katie, what's next? Do you have another book kind of brewing inside of you? I do. In fact, pray for me because I have about three months to finish writing this book, but I'm actually doing an interactive family Advent devotional. And I I'm so excited for it. It's going to be so much fun just helping our kids see Jesus in every part of Christmas. You know, we see so much of the world trying to take Christmas. And so this is an opportunity to do similar things. There'll be food and, you know, fun family activities and things like that. But to just everywhere you go to see Jesus in it and see the truths of the Bible come alive in that way. So I'm I'm super excited that comes out fall of 2024. Well, Katie, not only has this been a fun conversation, it has been packed with so many great ideas. I know my wife who loves to bake is super excited about trying some of these lessons with our granddaughter. And that new book, that sounds like it's going to be amazing too. We can't wait to have you back on to talk about that one. I look forward to it. 